Okay. We are recording. Hey, La. Hey. What's happening? <laughs> so we're just coming out of lockdown, it appears. We are still, um, though, titling this show Corona Chronicles. <laughs> we're still kind of, you know, we're at the tail end of, well, I don't think we're at the tail end of the virus, but we're certainly at what appears to be at the tail end of lockdown in the UK. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, I spoke to um, Damon uh, on my birthday, which was last weekend. And um, we were talking about just having a discussion about, you know, everything that's happened recently, like lockdown as a thing. So yeah. we may do that as a, as a joint show. So like a lockdown rundown. Lockdown Wait, rundown. There's a right there. Right, all right there, a lockdown rundown. A lockdown rundown. So yeah, that's um, something. So we're kind of coming to the end of that now. Everybody, well, m- many people going back to work if they still have jobs available to them. Mm. Pubs, clubs and all and sundry opening. You were just telling me that gyms are going to be opening later this month. You know, yes. schools back back on it. And by September, they're saying, you know, most kids should be back at school. So um although we know the virus hasn't gone away life seems to be slowly moving back to normal so yeah i think we definitely actually should have a show about lockdown a rundown a lockdown rundown as you just called it and also talking about what's going to be the new normal we won't we won't talk about that here because that's actually a subject a whole show in itself Mm. the new normal do we want things to go back to normal do we are there things that we want to remain the way they are yeah that kind of stuff so actually the more i think about that conversation that i had with damon the more we definitely need to get that show on the road but this is about this show the corona chronicles by two girls and a mark two girls yeah. on zoom <laughs> right. so what are we talking about first we are talking about the gist the big gist that's going on at the moment. What is going on? <laughs> the big gist is the so-called affair between Jada Pinkett Smith mm-hmm. and young, 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 I just say that for the record, August, what is his surname? August Alsina. He's a, so he's an R&B singer, isn't he, right? Yeah. Um, from the US. And he recently did an interview with um, Angela Yee from, we would, perhaps most people will know her from The Breakfast Club um, on Power FM in, the, in New York. And he shared in that interview with um, Angela Yee that he had had a relationship. It sounded like a very intense, emotional, and intimate, personal relationship, extramarital relationship for Jada with Jada Pinkett Smith. And so that kind of set the whole internet alight. I was a little bit late to it. 
Mm-hmm. I not because um, I didn't watch that interview immediately. It wasn't really. I mean, he's not really an artist that's on my radar. Um, she's not necessarily an interviewer that's on my radar. And you know, one of the things about being in lockdown is that there is so much plenty of content to consume because everybody's um, creating content. But my other stuff that I need to be getting on with. So. By the time I did see the names ringing here, there, and everywhere, I thought, "Let me go and see. Um, let me go and see what's what what this chit, chit and this chat is about." And I'm seeing. I watched the clip about the interview, and I have to say that August Alcina was very. He seemed very sure. Mm-hmm. Very certain. And very, still very emotional, I felt, behind his demeanour about what he said happened, which was that he had a relationship, he he had a a relationship with Jada, which grew. And in fact, he said that Will Smith gave him um, permission, shall we say? Not permission, Mm -hmm. because... Jada's not Will Smith's property, but gave 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 Will well, Smith. That's, that's the word that just used. Yeah, but let's not let's not because it, it wouldn't be that. It gave his blessing or gave his okay with mm. him August having the relationship with Jada. So, one of the other things that I read about it about the whole scenario that I thought was an interesting take is that, you know, everybody believed it, right? And I know the reasons why everyone believed it. Everyone believed it, not just because it was said, but because we know that for years there have been rumors of um, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith having some would call it an open relationship. Mm-hmm. Some would say that they are, some have said that they are swingers. And so it suggested that they, they are able to, within their marriage, have other relationships with other people. So I guess him saying that fed into those rumours that people have heard for eons now. Right. So there was that side of it where people just were like, oh, yeah, it's true. But then one writer that I follow actually kind of posited a position. And I was when I read what she had to say, I was like, "Mm, there's some truth in that. Because she was saying, you know, when people came out, women, girls came out, you know, we see it now talking about R. Kelly being their abuser. Mm. Like, oh, bit of doubt oh, I mean you know but there's loads and loads of people saying the same thing but it's all even now even now you know when when people came out about Bill Cosby and even though it was supposed to be you know like an industry known thing like he was called Pill Cosby for example it's still oh bit of doubt bit of doubt Bit of doubt. Mm-hmm. Those women, they're all saying the same thing, but are they all bit of doubt? Are they telling the truth? What, Bill Cosby? What, what? Mm-hmm. You know, Heathcliff Huxtable. Uh, oh. 
they yeah. like, okay, you might have done it to one or two, but I'm sure there's a couple in there that are lying. Yeah, but there are people who were staunch, staunch believers of him. And now, you know, recently and even more topically, because I just watched um, the On The Record documentary, people saying, women coming forward and saying, um, what's his face? Def Jam guy. Reverend. Oh, Simmons. Russell Simmons raped me, abused mm-hmm. me, God forbid, um, you know, did all these awful things to, 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 to women who are coming forward and saying these things happened to me at his hands. And there is doubt. Mm-hmm. You hear the doubt. You, you hear and see in the written discourse, even if it's like on social media, whatever, people are doubting. Why, did, why is it only coming out now? But August... Mm-hmm. Didn't say anything at the time, apparently. This is coming out at a time when he has a new project, an album to promote. Mm-hmm. He is but one young man. And everyone's like, it's true. Mm-hmm. And there's something in that, isn't there? Yeah. That I think as well with August, in case people don't know, I think his, I know that his mum passed away um, and I think um, not too long after that, his sister then passed away. So he is now literally the legal guard of his nieces and nephews. I, I think there's like four, I think four siblings that his um, sister had and unfortunately left behind. Three, I watched it because I, I watched his... Once I kind of was, yeah, locked into the, the chat yeah. and I watched his sort of, I think it's a four or five part documentary on YouTube, State of Emergency. Yeah. And I saw that there were three young girls who are his nieces, who he calls his noughters, because he's mm. become their legal guardian because I yeah. think both, both their parents, unfortunately, um, passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's that and I think people knowing that you know obviously they're, they're going to be like oh my gosh like the, the sympathetic ear is going to like lean more towards him so when he's telling this story you know and like you said the Smiths being the Smiths and having those rumours floating around about them you know allegedly being quite open with their relationships with not obviously August but with other people rumours flying around if you put those two things together I think that's why you get the immediate he must be telling the truth and I say that I don't I don't disbelieve what he's saying but I understand fully where you're coming from with that because I I just, I, just, I just think it's really weird. Like you said, we've had a litany of people that have come out and said, this man over here abused me, that man over there abused me, duh, 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 duh. and every single time the there's like... Public opinion out. seems to be split. Yeah, but with August, everyone was like, let's not even question it, which mm-hmm. to me is bananas. And given like, okay... R. Kelly's probably the most extreme example, but for years there's been rumours about that man not being, you know, right up there. Even before he went to court and everything, I think, you know, people were like, rumours just flying around. But even that for him, you know, it wasn't, people were like still, oh no, those girls are fast. Those girls, you know, are this, that and the further and they wanted it and da 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 
Mm-hmm. Whereas I didn't see any of that with August, which I'm happy about because that's not what we want. However, if you're going to be, you know, lending a sympathetic ear to August, you should be able to extend it to women who come out and say this all the time. Mm-hmm. So, so do you think, do you think the, the, the divide just on that issue, like the, 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 um, the weight of public opinion, opinion being, you know, in, in, in ag- agreement or believing what August said, do you think that that kind of illustrates just that thing about, I don't know, maybe the word of a man being seen as more valuable as the word of, than the word of you know, 10 women or several women? Or is it, is it just simply because of the background of what people think they know about Will and Jada's relationship that this kind of is like the proof that people were looking for? I think, I think it's probably a combination. I also think as well, men who, I think, you know, there's this, there is this thing that men are less likely to come forward if they've been not abused, but kind of mistreated in any kind of way, particularly if it's at the hands of a woman, Mm. you know, men being men aren't going to admit to being vulnerable at any point in their lives. So when they do come forward and say something, it's like, whoa, this is serious. Mm. I think more likely to be be believed. Mm. Do you think um, that there is any kind of um, or am I being cynical by thinking that there is something to it coming out now, him deciding to talk about it now when he has this album coming out? Um, or do you just think that that naturally brings with it press, interviews, etc.? I don't really get that sense from him like like you I'm not a massive August Alcina fan but since he's kind of you know come to my kind of knowledge I've never seen him as an artist who kind of does you know just things just to do them just to you know get a bit of clout and get a bit of press he seems like an art the, the type of artist that is very much about his music like I can't remember a time where he was kind of in the news for just, you know, nonsensical, like, behaviour, like rolling out of a club at three in the morning with, you know, a couple of girls hanging off of his arms. You know, the typical kind of, you know, rock star stupidness that kind of goes on. Mm. I'm not, not, you know, not to say that he doesn't do that. He might do that and just doesn't get caught. But um, I can't remember a time where, you know, that, that story came out about him. Well, why do you think then, do you, do you, so are you saying that you think that he, it coming out now is just because he is, you know, being, he's giving interviews and he gave this quite long interview with Angela Yee, which covered, you know, a breadth of subjects and, you know, also did the whole, as I said, did the, you know, the several part documentary that he sort of created himself and put out. Um, mm own platform so do you think it's that but or or do you think that actually there is a kind of commercial awareness about him putting out I don't it's really weird like the whole story I find very bizarre like Mm. I just I don't know what he would get 
I don't, okay, so there's two things, like why would he lie? And the other thing is, what does he have to gain from, from this? Because mm-hmm. it's not like, actually, it's not a positive story. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not gonna add a string to his bow. Like, we're not gonna be like, oh my God, yeah. There is, isn't it, I'm just gonna be, it might be a bit crude, but isn't it maybe in his age group circles to be like, oh wow, you really were with Jada Pinkett Smith, who is, you know, she's, 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 she's still a baddie. Yeah. You know, so is, isn't there, is there not anything to gain? I can't speak for his, like, his demo, he's 27. So his demographic is probably maybe three years younger than even him. Mm. You know? And I, I don't know what they can, if they consider Jada a baddie or whether or not they consider her an auntie. Clearly she, she's hot, but mm. you know. But it's that, it's that hotness. It's that hotness. They're still gonna, they're still gonna recognize that there is, there is social capital hotness about Jada Pinkett Smith. She doesn't present as, and you know, I don't want to make um, unfair comparisons, and this comparison is not suggesting anything about the beauty or otherwise of this person. But she does yeah. present. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying from my perspective. Like, I'm a 42 year old woman. So when I see Jada, I think she's hot. Like, I think her mum's hot. Like, they were just a hot family. But I'm thinking in the sense of somebody who's like. 21 22 my level of hotness and their level of hotness is two completely different things they might just look at what i'm like, saying what i was going to say she doesn't present like and it's just good. i'm glad that you brought up gammy because she doesn't yeah. like gammy so even though we can as women look at gammy and say you know she's got she's got great skin she's obviously you know she looks good she looks well put together in terms of like dress sense and whatever she doesn't present as hot. You know what hot bot is. Yeah, I'm not, I understand what you're saying. I'm just going by what I see when I go in like the shade room or the shade borough and they post women like Jada Pinkett, Sonai Lathan, Nia Long, Vivica Fox, um, Lisa Ray. And if they say something, you know, that about maybe a younger artist, like if, I don't know if you know, there's a story about um, Lisa Ray saying, making a comment about Nicki Minaj. Lisa Ray's like in her 50s, but she looks amazing. She's beautiful. She to me, she doesn't present as, she's got auntie vibes. She's you still auntie, yeah. Lisa Ray for me has definitely, I don't care how much white she wears, that makes it worse. She's got a bit more auntie to her. But that, I, I named like five different women. They're all in the same age category. Yeah. But yeah. all of those women at any one point in time, when you read comments about them being left in on those platforms at that age group specifically kind of you know frequent they mm-hmm. will refer all of those women whether or not i consider them aunties or not as aunties do you get mm-hmm. what i'm saying they still yeah. say that they're hot, but not hot on the level of like um a dream doll or a um masika or them that people that uh, no, I get, I mean, I get what you, I get, I completely get what you mean. From, it's moved from that to like Instagram fake body type chicks yeah. who are the level of hotness. They're just like, okay, my good looking aunt. Does no. that make sense? You don't, so, it does, it does. I can't put my head 
in a 21, in my headspace in the same space as a 21 year old. See it through their vision, yeah. yeah. I completely get what you mean. And I think we're actually saying the same thing. I just mean, even amongst her peers, I think Jada Pinkett Smith presents a bit more hotbot than a, a Vivica. Vivica's like, Vivica's auntie. But, but that might be because her two kids, Jada and Willow, they're, that, that's their, the age group as well. And they still have, like, Will and Jada's, you know, as old as they are and as established as they are, they still have a bit of kudos because they still have that connection with their yeah. two young Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I, I don't know the reason why, but I'm just expressing that I do think that she, she in, in this very superficial judgment that we're making of her, and, I, you, know, we, you know, that we're not trying to objectify her, but really just trying to drill down on this point, that she, she I, I feel that she stands above her peers in the hotness level of even that bracket that you outlined. Mm -hmm. So, I, and I, I, for me, I feel like, even though I'm not viewing it, like, I get what you're saying, we're not viewing it. Well, it might be down to the world's eyes. Ability, though. Hmm? I think that's down to visibility. I think Jada's a lot more visible right now outside of the August thing mm. than five women that I just named. Mm. Like, she's about physical appearance. Relevant. She's like, yeah. Red, red table talk with, you know, with, with Jordan Woods and with Wale and with T.I. and all mm. of these people who are constantly in the headlines. So that was, that's, I think that's what makes her culturally relevant to those younger people. Yeah, I'm, not talking about, I'm literally not talking about that. I'm literally talking about physicality. That's what I'm saying. In my, but I agree with you that we can't see it through their eyes, but I'm saying that if I were to hazard a guess, for some reason, I feel like this, and this is probably layered with my subjective view, that, mm. she, that she still stands heads and shoulders above some of those peer group that you... Oh, I still think they could consider her an auntie. I'm not saying they don't, <laughs> no. I'm not saying they don't. I'm saying that as amongst them, physically, mm. she still looks like a hottie. I'm not saying they don't consider her to be an auntie. I'm not saying that she's not an auntie. Um, so I'm going back to the point of August Alsina. Is there something for him to gain being the question? It may well be that kind of, damn, he was with her. Mm. And I feel like that, you know, that is more present than maybe like some of his own age group. Because I think then there is, when you do add on like the age factor, it's like, maybe there was something for him to gain by being like, yeah, I was with this really gorgeous, socially um, exalted woman mm -hmm. who's married to Will Smith, who, you know, is an idol for some young men. So there, there may even be that kind of payoff. Yeah, like, um, what do they call it? A Mrs. Parker type fantasy. <laughs> uh, say again. A Miss, Miss Parker type fantasy thing. You know, Miss Parker from Friday. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that kind of thing. So I get what you're saying. Like, oh, um, what would he gain? But could that be a gain? And, you know, it's difficult because what? one doesn't know anything about his personality to make mm. that judgment about 
is he therefore the kind of personality that would do that for social credit? Mm. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's difficult, but I have to say it's very interesting. It is interesting. I mean, if it was a soldier boy, I'd be like, yes, you would do this for clout. Absolutely. Honestly. Easily. <laughs> Remember his story about, and then this one came, bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Yeah, that one's there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, and that, I think that's also blowing people's minds because it's like, oh my gosh, like he doesn't, you know, you don't see any wild stories about him. And then all of a sudden, the story that does come out about him after not hearing from him for God knows how long mm. is this story right here. Mm. And, and I think, you know what, I just remembered as well. There was some song that he put out and the video had i think some graphics of like a text message or something like that or yeah. maybe and then, oh like, yeah the song's called nanya as in none your business right and so and so yeah. name in the text message was jada's middle name so yeah. it's always it's kind of always been on the cast like a chat and and, and it was a rumor before so maybe that is adding to the believability Mm. factor of it i'm not you know i'm not saying that it's definitely true i'm just saying that maybe that in itself um might be what <laughs> yes. well, what if this was some big social experiment and they both planned it just to see how the world would re- <laughs> let me just tell you something now don't say, don't say the word experiment to me because you know who i'm gonna stop what if it was a social experiment <laughs> And they tweeted, my experiment has worked. <laughs> so, so, you know how I feel about those words. <laughs> well, no, listen, people need to leave experiments alone. Leave it to the <laughs> And the people that know what they're doing with these things, because the rest of you lot, when you do these experiments, they just end up blowing up in your face, all right? They end up blowing up in your face. I don't leave want to hear alone with this shit. We don't want it. But, um, <laughs> Let me, I've just, I've got um, an excerpt of um, what he actually said in the interview. Right. So he, um, he said, I actually sat down with Will and had a conversation. Due to, the, yeah, due to the transformation from their marriage to their life partnership that they've spoken on several times and not involving romanticism, he gave me his blessing. I totally gave myself to that relationship for years of my life. I truly and really, really deeply loved and had have a ton of love for her. I devoted myself to it. I gave my full self to it. So much so to the point that right now, no, so much so to the point that I can die right now and be okay with knowing that I truly gave myself to somebody. That was dramatic though, isn't it? I know, right? He added, I, also, I really love the person that I experienced that and know that, like, if some, if some people never get this in their life, some people will never get this in their lifetime. Ooh, I know that I'm completely blessed and this conversation is difficult because it is so much that it would be hard for people to understand. But once it starts to affect me and my livelihood, I have to speak about my truth. I need a moment and a tissue. <laughs> <laughs> but he never actually said, 
says that they were sexually intimate. He just said they had a really special relationship. True. That you can leave that open to so many different things. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. that's why I'm like, I need Jada, hurry up and build. How long does it take to build a red table? I mean, it surely <laughs> them in your house already. You just need to sit. <laughs> put the camera on put Grammy in one corner Willis Willow to one corner let's get this shit popping what's going on what is Jada actually gonna say because she's like I'm bringing myself to the red table talking about there needs to be some healing healing doesn't is not the same word as denial or explaining this is it either you did or you didn't did you have <laughs> a man like that's it it's either a yes or a no like i don't understand like he's been sort of kind of clear with what he's saying like he involved your husband in it saying your husband said yes it's cool you have my blessing he's saying that you know you have a special relationship and something that he would treasure and knows that you know there are people out there that will never have whatever it is that you gave him you know that that's quite a deep thing to say so you know i don't think you would say something like that and not you know not 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 mean it but not have i don't know you know what i mean it's a bit that I, what i'm just uh, the reason why i'm gonna actually tune into this red table is because <laughs> i want to know what is the healing <laughs> <laughs> what is the <laughs> what is I, the herbal healing <laughs> okay so like some people are also saying as well, because he, he went through all of that, you know, traumatic experience with his, with his family members suddenly dying and obviously becoming a parent at, I think he's 27 now. I think this happened maybe a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, is Jada irresponsible for kind of um, forming a relationship with somebody who was that vulnerable and more or less they people might some people might see it as her taking advantage of somebody that's quite broken mm. well i think one of the things that he said so timing is an issue around that argument because although there have been more than one kind of you know tragic and and quite serious events in his life some of which um he well most of which he spoke about in um his 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 little documentary thing Um, one of the things that he also said was that when his sister died, Mm. he felt like he had to move away, like pull away. So I think the, if the relationship has happened, it certainly started before the sister died. Mm -hmm. But there, but remember his brother died as well. So, um, yeah, so there's that. So it may not be that, well, I don't know. I I get what people are saying, but I guess we need to know the full timeline before we say that. But, you know, the fact is, and again, it goes back to who she is, in a sense, there's going to be this. I mean, this is how I'm not saying that this was abuse yet. But this is actually how, what we're talking about is how abuse happens. Mm. Somebody is in a position of vulnerability. And whether that be because something bad has happened to them or just because by virtue of their age or by virtue of the nature of the relationship between them and the other person. And where the other person is in a position of 
you know, is in a position of power, which one can suggest that she was because she's older. Um, and, um, she's also in a position where she should have been acting like a caregiver, not a, you know, not, not giving anything else. (laughs) So, um, in, in any event, no matter the timing, it may, yeah, it could be, it could be said that actually Jada, you're still blameworthy no matter what happened because it's for you to know of mm, maybe the, yeah yeah as may of maybe the draw that you're going to have to this person or you can maybe see this person um i don't know falling for you it's like teachers in schools mm. teachers in schools know that there's a possibility that their you know their young pupils may you know oh fancy fancy sir or fancy miss but it's for them to know their position and be like, yeah. there's absolutely no way one can yeah. do this. Putting aside, you know, ages of consent and things like that. There has to be that, that whole idea of, you know, you can't act on that. I'm the teacher, you're the child, and that's it. Mm. There's no crossing there. Yeah. You know what I mean? so there may, you know, she might be, I mean, I'm going to be interested to hear what she's, gonna, she's got to say because mm. either which way... Mm. Ruin the Smith brand. You see, I don't. (laughs) I actually don't. This is the thing because if you know, if we accept that there have been these long-standing rumors Mm. that these guys are, I'm not going to say swingers, but they have, they have an open relationship. Then if this has happened, putting aside the age difference and the dynamic of, you know, vulnerability and whatever, I think that maybe when it all, when it, when, you know, when the cards fall where they will, I, I think I agree with you. I don't think that it's going to do much damage to, to the actual brand, the Smith family brand i don't think it is i think it's going to fall in line actually with what people probably think of them anyway that that you know that they make up their own rules those rules are not necessarily um they don't necessarily coincide with what we understand marriage to be yeah you know what i mean maybe because even people looked at the you know, had commentary about the way they they raised um, Willow and Jaden, and said, "Oh, they're too free-handed with them." And you know, you see Jaden, yeah, yeah, Batman outfit, Willow's, you know, fully well, very self-expressive in the way that she dresses, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that all part of that is like that's still brand brand Smith brand Smith family. So this mm. has kind of like come under that kind of we do what we want and it's not necessarily conventional kind of header. So I don't know, but I will definitely be tuning into that red table. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think it will ruin their brand. I feel like if Will Smith was to put out another movie tomorrow, we'd all go and watch it. And the irony in that is that his last couple of movies have not been good, but people still keep going back to watch them. And, um, Whatever you think about Will Smith, what I will say about him is that he has mastered the art of his um, craft, shall we say. Like, he's 
excellent at kind of really promoting himself. Like he understands his brand. Um, if, even if you look at his Instagram, he was late to Instagram. Okay, Will's, Will's like fifty. Is he fifty? Fifty-one? He's in that in that age. So really and truly, Instagram on paper isn't supposed to be for his age dem demographic. So when he came into the game, he literally came in and almost immediately like X amount of million of followers. And the way that he uses his Instagram, it's it's like like you and I will post a picture, he will post a picture, and it will have edits and like flipping screen fire jumping out of the screen and blah 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 like it's really interactive it's like a young person who knows all the ins and outs of instagram has made it probably he's probably got a team kind of dealing with it but he understands that if i'm going to enter into this world of social media like he understood that i think he did an interview about it he was like i need to do this properly otherwise there's no point and it's just, it's, it's amazing. And when you see him on shows like the Graham Norton show, I don't know if you've seen those clips, you know, the old clips of him doing interviews with um, Jaden. Mm -hmm. And then he had um, DJ Jazzy Jeff come on and he had um, um, Alfonso Ribeiro who played Carlton in The Fresh Prince. Like the man's an all round entertainer and people just like him because he's really good at kind of engaging with people. Yeah. So much that people have continued to watch these movies like i watched gemini man the other day on sky it was awful oh I watched I that's it. awful it's, it's not good mm -mm -mm. it's not it's just like oh god will and i didn't like bad boys free either but i know mm. if you release another movie tomorrow it'll probably be another big budget movie all of his movies are big budgets and i'll go and watch it because i love will smith <laughs> and that's that yeah. and I know uh, 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 like hordes of people out there who feel exactly the same way as myself so I think they will probably have this red table talk probably disappear for a little bit it will die down and then it will just be business as usual mm -mm -mm. That's it. yeah so definitely tuning into the red table chat talk boy, build that table Jada we listening <laughs> we listen. all right let's move on to our second topic which is stop and search stop and search stop and search like this is a term that gets banded about at least what three times a year every year for the last how many decades now um so um krista de dick has come under fire again um very recently um um, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but um, Olympian champion Nympha Christie posted a video of two young athletes that he said that he he trains, and the video contained these two um, athletes um, filming themselves being stopped and searched by the police in a very aggressive manner. Um, one of the athletes, her name is Bianca Miller. And um, she was with her boyfriend. They have a baby who I believe is about three months old. And um, they, um, the video sees them again being approached by the police and her kind of basically asking why, you be, why are we being stopped? And the police not really answering the questions, but just insisting that they come out the car. You know, she's obviously quite hysterical. This video then goes viral and then it brings up again the debate of the excessive use of force when the police are stopping and searching people. And when I say people, 
I'm talking about black people in particular. Um, prior to not just the excessive use of force, though, but also the disproportionate numbers of stops. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this this isn't an, an isolated incident, as you probably know. Um, but there've been a spate of kind of like videos that have gone viral of the police being extremely heavy-handed with um, black people when stopping and searching them. So once again, because of, you know, Live for Christie being Live for Christie and, you know, the two young people being like young Olympians, this story has kind of, you know, gotten the attention of the press. So I guess our question is, several questions actually, um, what, um, Will the police ever get stop and search right? Um, like I said, this has been going on for some time now. What What do you think is going wrong, Cheryl? Why is it that they seem to just be so, so, so heavy-handed with members of the black community? And it just seems to just put a wedge between the black community and the police. There's been a long history of us not trusting them because of things like this. Um, you know, Black Lives Matter, we've had that movement that is still continuing even now. And even though we've done the marches and the protesting and, you know, showing stats and figures and all of this, it seems like it's going through one ear and out the other. So, you know, what on what should be done? What should the police actually be doing? Because clearly they're not listening. You know, this. I think the thing is, it's easy... Uh, for me, it's easy to to make a judgment at this stage and 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 be confident in that judgment. That you know, the fact is, the police just don't care. <laughs> police do not care about the issues that the black community have with their style of policing, and I'm not talking about individual officers i am talking about the force mm. so taking london the metropolitan police force and that is why cressida dick who comes out and talks about um the issues that affect um you know the black community that people in the black community have been vocal about for years and does so with words that tell us, not suggest to us, that tell us that effectively she does not care. And so when one listens to those words and when, when you, 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 you get the flavour of what she's saying, not just hear the words of what she's saying, that's the conclusion. That's mm. why it's not going to be, they're not going to get it right. What is the compulsion for them to get it right? If we've already had, you know, the McPherson report saying and concluding that the police, the Metropolitan Police Force is institutionally racist. If we've had the Lamy review, just Wade 2017. Yeah, yeah. Um, just highlighting things that we all knew, things that the black community all knew. The, the disproportionate use of stop and search. You know, we've just had recently here in Northwest London, officers arrested and being investigated now 
for you know, taking selfies by the dead bodies of two black women who were murdered in a park in Northwest London. You've got a police officer who just recently was um, arrested having been in the Metropolitan Police for a number of years, but also been found to have been the member of a far-right group. Mm -hmm. um, you have anecdotal, empirical, but also the reported statistical evidence of young people being routinely stopped and searched. And as one of my colleagues said um, the other day when she was talking about this subject, in fact, in the media, you know, stop and search is often a very physical affair between the police and the people that they choose to stop. Um, and not just physical, but confrontational as well. Yeah. So all of those things going on and people talking about these things for tens of years, like, you know, going on and on for decades about these issues, black men and women being harmed or dying in police custody or in other state care. And then you have people coming out, the head of the Metropolitan Police, or the Metropolitan Police Force, um, I don't believe that they are um, institutionally racist. What does that tell you? Mm. <laughs> it's like she's not paying, you're not paying attention, my no, dear. No, she's paying attention. No, 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 no. She's paying <laughs> attention. She, she's paying attention. Let's not... We need to disabuse ourselves of the idea now mm. that she's not paying attention, that she doesn't know. She knows, they know, mm -hmm. we know, and it is what it is, man. <laughs> she, she's, well, being, she's paying very good attention. Well, The Guardian wrote um, an article recently um, and that actually, that article actually went um, viral and it states that the Met carried out 22,000 searches on young black men during lockdown. Um, it says further that um, the equivalent more than a quarter of all black 15 to 24 year olds in the capital, more than 80% of the 21,950 searches between March and May resulted in no further action according to, um, to analysis by the Office of the Home Affairs Select Committee Chair, Yvette Cooper. So you mean to tell me <laughs> that you arrested 21,000 plus people. No, stopped and, and searched. I don't know who yeah, arrested. Stopped and searched and 80% of them you just let go. So what intelligence were you using when you decided to stop and search these people? Like, it couldn't have been that great given the fact that you had to let 80% of those people go. 80% of 21,000 is a hell of a lot of people. So what, what are you doing? What are you doing? We can start right there because if you're so confused as to, you know, how can we make things better between the, let's start right there. What methods are you using that su suggest that, okay, it's all right to search this particular person based on what? Based on what? Because if it's racism, give me, give me an answer as to what, what it is because I can't come up with any ideas. This is excess excessively high, this percentage of people that you've let go. It's, yeah. it's, it's racial profiling 
and I think I think um, Cressida Dick made made some kind of comment to suggest that although eighty percent were let go, mm-hmm. that within that number would have been some 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 people that just didn't have weapons on them at that time. Oh right, that's convenient, isn't it? So mm. it's so that so the suggestion is that that you can interpret that in one way to say that that that, that is she suggesting then that some those people, even if found not to be in possession of weaponry or drugs or whatever, that's just on that particular occasion, but the police are saying that they, there is a time that they will be in possession of weapons and or drugs. And if that's right, if that's right, then is, is the tactic just to keep stopping and searching for that, for that potluck time? Does that sound like, like a use case, of resources? It's like, just in case, stop and search. I'm stopping you just in case you might potentially, possibly, maybe even the slightest amount. But they have to have reasonable, they have to have reasonable grounds. It's within their code of conduct that they have to have reasonable grounds at the time. But then it's, it then becomes, if you're saying that, you know, I, I guess where my mind is going is that what, what I really understand working within the criminal justice system is that you're not going to prosecute your way out of criminality. Mm. So even if you're just waiting for that day when that person has got a, a knife, then you've actually chosen to ignore the whole backdrop of that person on Monday having a knife, but on Tuesday not having a knife, which is what is it about that Monday yeah. that made you feel that you needed to carry a knife? What is it about the environment? What is it about the circumstances? What is it about your own personal health and safety and the way you think about that that meant that you felt like you needed to carry a knife? All of those, none of those things are being considered. It's just if we don't catch him with the knife today, we'll catch him with the knife tomorrow so that we can prosecute him. And that is not dealing with the actual problem. Problem, yeah. It's like, let's put a Band-Aid over this for now. It's almost like, um, it's like trying to meet a quota. It's like, I've been put in a position and I need to show London and the rest of the UK that, you know, I'm doing my job. I'm arresting these, 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 these feral animals, these criminals running around with knives, just stabbing recklessly. Ah, stab, 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 stab. That is the, the, the impression that I get from Cressida Dick. And she's just doing this thing of what I like to call a scoop up. Just scoop up as many as you can. Um, whoever you get, I'm sure, you know, there's one or two that will probably have a knife. And for her, that... And try to claim success from those numbers. Yeah. And to her, that's good policing. And it's like, no, that is not, that's trash. What are you talking about? You can't be just picking up random anybody's just because, mm. you know, somebody potentially might. No, that is why, that, this is why we pay you, like, as in taxpayers, we pay you so that you can have departments that can have resources into, you know, gaining intelligence so that you can cleverly and, you know, sensibly 
pick, you know, not pick your targets, but basically, you know, get the people that need to be got. Like, you can't just, otherwise, what's the point of us paying you taxes for? You can just set up your own organisation and just go about, that's, to me, that's, that's akin to vigilantism. You're, you're a vigilante right now. You're not actually doing police work. Do you know, do you know, do you know what, what you just said is, it's really funny because I've been doing um, a bit of reading, um, not enough so that I really understand all mm. the, the, the fine, finer details of it, but I understand the headlines of the subject that's really coming out of America, which, where they're talking about defunding police yeah and again as has has been said in a, in a, another discussion that i was watching was that um the way that we fund the police force over here is actually different to the way it's done in america but actually the concept um of defunding the police is not as wild as one thinks because mm. it's you know it feeds into what you just said and it feeds into what i just said because you're saying you know taxpayers money should be used better in terms of you know, maybe doing their intelligence better, but defunding the police is actually about, it is, is about um, redistribution of yeah. funds, perhaps away from a police force into other things that would in fact decrease the need for that kind of heavy policing. So for yeah. example, I'm saying, you know, if you're just thinking, all right, we've stopped, we've stopped person A on Monday, he didn't have a knife, but we know that he carries knives. So we're going to stop him on Tuesday and on Wednesday and on Thursday and on Friday until we find him with the knife. Yeah. Where is the sense in that as a yeah. kind of community focused um, outcome? Because you take that young person and Yes, he'll be criminalized and yes, he'll be, you know, put into to, to, to prison, serve a sentence, but then he comes out and he's still in exactly the same position. So where's the sensible use of resources? And so defunding the police, I understand that the argument is more about more money being put into all the things that we've heard that cuts have been made on. Yeah. yeah. So more money because I, I think people are trying to um the jump on oh you want to defund the police that means you don't want anyone kind of um governing any kind of law or making sure that there's that that, that we're living in a law not lawless but um law abiding yes that's it law abiding society is like no that's not the case the what we're what they're trying to say is is that the police get paid x amount of money from us taxpayers and they're not using that money appropriately in order to do their job properly. We know that because we've had decades and decades of them misusing their, you know, their funds, abusing their power. Like, you know, we could literally go through the decades with loads and loads of different examples of that. So if that's what you're going to do with our money, let's take back some of our money and put it into other areas that actually need it and can actually flourish whereas you guys are just taking our money and flushing it down the toilet yeah and and, and, and areas that themselves take it and put it into things and initiatives that will mean that person a is mm. not in an environment that makes him feel as though or makes her feel as though they have to carry knives five out of the seven days of the week week exactly 
look at all the community centers that have been closed down look at all the the things that you know i think we had probably maybe about 20 years ago 30 years ago that a whole generation is totally just alien to because yeah. it's so funny when I speak to my nephew, my nephew is 11 going on 12. You never know the joys of play centre. Yeah. We won't, what, what is a play centre? Mm. Like, what is, like, adventure playground? What is, like... Did you people have an adventure playground? Right. All of it, they, I mean, like, there's versions of them, but they're not, like, how, you know, how they were when we were coming up. Do you know what I mean? Like, that freeness that we, that we had, or those things that we had when we were younger, mm. like, my... You know, my nephew and kids of his age will never know. They know about staying in the house, sitting in front of a, a tablet or some computer games. That is, that's, that's their thing. Uh, I'll give you the joke. One time, I think Canon was maybe about eight or nine. Mm-hmm. And I believe that if you live in London, if you're kids and you live in London, I think it's really important that your children know London or you teach them London. You teach them, okay, like I say to me, if you ever get lost, what bus would you need to get on to get home? Okay, I get you. Get on the bus is free, yeah. It like you know what number what what number tra- what train would you get on? What line? What you know would be the Victoria Line, Northern Line, whatever, blah blah blah. Mm. My mum always taught me that. So I always knew that you know the bus that lead, led to my house was the two fifty or the one hundred nine. So, and I said that to him one day, and he looked at me and he was like, oh. Auntie Lorraine, I drive, like, I get in a car, like, all of these, I was like, you really do get in a car, like, you don't actually, like, he doesn't, he's not streetwise at all, mm. and I understand why he's not, because times have changed so much now, and parenting has had to change with the times, you just wouldn't mm-hmm. send a child to get on the bus, because, you know, potentially, you might get robbed, or blah, 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 but it made me really sad, because I just thought, that level of freeness he's not going to have it anymore yeah and it's it's just oh i kind of digress from my point but i think i was trying to kind of connect the fact that you know um the community services and the, the things that we used to have back in the day yeah these young kids no longer have it to the point where they're so isolated from things and just yeah it just makes incredibly incredibly sad so maybe if we free up some of that money we can put a little bit of freeness back into these kids if they feel like they have some sort of um community an actual community within the area that they live and they can go Hmm. go to that community hall and there's going to be activities there for me to do where I can you know can kind of make my mind a little bit more active than what I would be if I was sitting at home you like doing front of my computer blah 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 but you want to take all of that money and give it to the police so that they can police and interact with our children in the most violent and aggressive way to the point where as they're getting older from 11 to 12 to 13 all they do is have resentment towards you because mm-hmm. you keep bullying them i watched this one video of this young boy who i think was about maybe 14 15 and he um he rises he's got a bike that he rides mm-hmm. he said Two weeks he'd been stopped five times so that he filmed himself um being stopped and searched and afterwards he showed his his wrist that was literally black and blue from the handcuffs they handcuffed him it's like every time they stop me they don't find anything because i'm just going about my business i don't sell drugs i don't do any of that 
um, just a kid who likes to ride his bike. His hand was so bruised up. I'm like, this boy probably weighs like next to nothing and he's got maybe about three or four police officers around him. He's just on his, like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, they were like interviewing him on the news. The mum was desperate. She's like, you know, what can we do? Like, I don't want my, I'm scared. Like, I don't want my son to go out there. I just want him to be able to ride his bike. Like, normal kids would at his age yeah. and happy riding it instead he's like he's getting angry he's getting resentful and i think they had this um this guy i think who mentors other other kids and i think he's trying to work with the police and one of the questions he asked the young boy was whether or not he would like to speak to the police like you know speak to them on a the level to see mm-hmm. whether or not you know his opinion or his experience can actually help and he was like no i do not want to talk to them that's where he was at and now and now now think of that young person as a victim of crime mm. somebody who doesn't want to speak to and engage with the police where mm. does it leave that person oh so i felt so bad he looked so frustrated and when i saw his his wrist i got so angry i'm like you've actually put bruises on this young boy for what mm. for what mm. nah. yeah i don't know what they're gonna do i just like you said chris chris the dick she needs she's a dick that's the very apt oh she needs to go Karen Dick is what I'm going to call. She's acting like a Karen. Like yeah, the, the thing is, if she goes, they'll put somebody else in her place and then we'll get changes. I'm not, I'm not saying that she shouldn't go. I'm just saying that it, the problems are plentiful and mm. they need plentiful solutions as well. That's it. I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe I need to ask myself tomorrow, but I'm just fast losing faith in the, this, the state, the, the, this country's state institutions ability to do what they're supposed to do for us. positively. Yeah. That's it. And when I say all the state institutions, I'm talking about schools, I'm talking about hospitals, I'm talking about, you know, the police force, just all of it. That's how I feel right now. I just feel like people are so committed to their racism. It's just they'd rather just be racist rather than actually changing themselves. And they they know what the... I think when you start messing with people's... um, entire belief system and not messing with it but like actually exposing it to be a complete and utter lie everything that you know is a bag of nonsense mm-hmm. people are really resistant to that because it's like you can't no you're not going to tell me what you're saying is nonsensical because mm-hmm. rah, 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 rah. so they will just hold on to it for their life because yeah. it's how am i in my 40s 50s and 60s and this is being revealed to me yeah this is what's happening now like this is the 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 resistance if you like you know from black lives matter to exposing certain bits about you know british heroes like people like winston churchill like it was always this thing that this man is an incredible man and he's done this that and the third and blah 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 but more people are finding out the other side of winston churchill that was hidden from everyone because we just thought you know he was this hero that came along and beat the germans which he did but at the 
but at the same time he did some horrendous things like after world war Two, after telling you know the whole world that it's wrong that um you know the jews um are to be you, the jews for the jews to be exterminated in camps like auschwitz he went to kenya and set up concentration camps there so what what is it that we're saying and i think people need to stop being afraid of having conversations about people that we put up there on, on pedestals mm -hmm. oh he did this for us but you know i think difficulty is in this country as well history is taught in such broad strokes it is it's like it reminds me of i always say this the way that history is taught in this country it reminds me of that nursery rhyme one two miss a few 99 100 like we don't need to talk about that you know just yeah. talk about one and the two you know the other numbers in between are irrelevant we just need to get to a hundred and that and then yeah. that's that but you know like how the hell like how, you can't just get to a hundred there's a whole bag of numbers there <laughs> <laughs> do you know do you and each of those numbers tell a story you're right, right exactly so it reminds me of that nursery rhyme song and that's exactly how we teach history in this country so yeah. again you know, we have a whole generation of people whose belief system is built on this systemic bullshit lie that we've been told throughout the centuries about you know so-called heroes about mm. Britain um, role in you know world politics and on the world stage and what how why it is that we're in this particular era that we're in right now nothing is you know a coincidence it's all by design it was mm. all, people literally planned this out and this is where we are and it's us the ordinary people that suffer from it at the end of the day because you know we've been lied to but it's mm -hmm. up to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and realize you know what maybe this is a bit fucked up and maybe if we want to move forward maybe we can change it and that's all it is mm. that's mm. what it is so yeah so that's me on the soapbox but yeah one two miss a few 99 that that's is brilliant. so that's so apt right now that just that <laughs> really that's it isn't it <laughs> that's it when telling the story of so many things um in this country it's that Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so um all right let's move on to um we're gonna move on to you are the light um, <gasps> yeah yeah we need, we're gonna lighten up the mood with um actually should we do shady corner first and end on the light or do you yeah want to... yeah let's go for it Wait. but i was gonna say if we start getting into the person that we're putting in the light the yeah. subject matters not that light but yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Her last because um it got so much to, like, oh my god, she's amazing. But yeah, Shady Corner. Is anyone you want to put into Shady Corner? Um do you know one thing I didn't like? And I I'm gonna have to paraphrase. I'm gonna put actually no, I don't wanna put it because it's even upsetting my spirit. What's that? But it was just remember I was discussing with you the way in which the, the words the words that Cressida Dick used to talk about the um, the incident of the officers um, who had taken photographs by the the the, the um, two black women who had been murdered their bodies um, their murdered bodies in a park in mm -hmm. North London 
and you know I saw first actually I saw first in time those women's mum talking about how that that revelation which was made mm. to her and the rest of the family had absolutely compounded her grief you know the horror of hearing mm. I can't even say it you know this doesn't make any sense right so and and then I saw um Cressida Dick talking about it and she she used the word that I never really want to hear in an apology to be honest with you she said she used the word if so she was saying it's my trigger it's 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 mine (laughs) it's my trigger (laughs) if it is as if it is as it's been explained to me then I think she went on to say, then I apologize. Like, it, my throat tightened. Mm-hmm. For starters, you're the head of the police. You, so it's not about if it is. Get all the facts at your fingertips. Now, I know that there's an investigation to be had, but you know what the nature of the allegation is. And I'm sure you can appraise yourself of the surrounding evidence that has led to that investigation. That's the very least that you need to do. And hearing as you must have heard that the mum was rightly horrified, stunned, Mm. shocked, disgusted, just apologize. Don't use the word if, because Mm. if sounded callous it sounded as though it was laced with disregard it sounded like a qualification and it really actually it 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 shocked me yeah yeah and i think it's like it's a doubt you know that if this what do you mean if they have we know it happens and and the thing is that's we might way of we might not know we might not know why it happened but we know oh, yeah. the pictures were received in a WhatsApp yeah. group that showed their bodies. So just apologize. Mm-hmm. I was, I just felt that that, that was low, but you know, I'm at the stage now where I see these things and I observe these things and they're so easy not to happen. That it's so easy for them not to happen with a little bit of care and a little bit of, um, of, of understanding that I am, I am, I'm comfortable in accepting that these things are intentional. Right. Do you know what I mean? So when, when, um, who was it? Was it Dominic Rabb was talking about the knee being something from Game of Thrones? These are people that are in charge of like our like top establishments, like the Met, no. government. Like, how do you not know these things? What are you? Why are you there? But that's it. That's, the where, that's where I now need to ask myself: Is it right that he doesn't know, hmm. or does he 
as the Secretary of State for Foreign Affairs, we as the UK apparently share a special relationship. Remember that term, a special relationship with the US? In the US, it has been all over the news about footballers in their football league, the NFL, taking the knee, Colin Kaepernick, the whole campaign. And you sit there and say, you think it's on Game of Thrones. Oh, come on, man. Come on, come on, come on. It's tiring. I mean, like, looking at these big grown people in these positions that are getting paid stupid amounts of money to just act like complete and utter morons. Act. 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 Mm. That's where I'm going to leave it. That is a positive <laughs> word. That's where I'm at at the moment. And speaking of acting and actresses and doing, you know, actual acting with style and with grace and with panache and just with the most, you know, just amazing um, storylines and story just just themes just like just blowing my mind each and every Monday. We have decided to put the amazing um Michaela Cole Cole into the light for her um her was it written and directed by her? Yeah she directed well. Yeah. But she does. Okay. So she wrote and directs May I Destroy You and I think we are on episode 10 of 12 at the moment. And can I just say the whole thing is just phenomenal. Michaela, hang claps, darling. Hang darling. I've actually went back and I watched it. Okay, so first of all, look, just for like, my disclaimer, there's something wrong with my skybox, as I was saying to Shares the other day. So I started watching it, but my, um, I don't know if it was me, but it was kind of doing the episodes in wrong order. Oh, so, yeah, I said. So I was very confused at certain things. It didn't make sense to me. So just um, yesterday, I watched the whole thing again, back to back. And I'm just like, this is so good. Oh, my mm -hmm. God. Um, I think Cheryl and I will review the whole thing when all of the episodes are out. We're on episode 10 of the moment. So we've got two more to, to, um, to watch. But it's just incredible. And I really enjoyed the fact that... Um, I think the there was a story that broke about Michaela actually being offered um, a one million pound um, deal with Netflix that she turned down. Mm. They wanted to keep the um, the is it the copyright? Yeah, all the IP on it. Yeah, and she was just like, no. And I just think it's so ironic that I think it was last year or maybe the year before when Monique was literally telling us these people will lowball you down to the ground mm -hmm. and people kept arguing that oh, it's because Monique isn't relevant anymore and blah 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 and her whole point was like I've done x amount of movies x amount of comedy skits and I've done I've done everything I've been in this business for you know whatever however many decades so if they're lowballing me somebody who's just coming up particularly a black woman they are going to get lowballed into the ground and you know, people, you can just miss me with the relevancy, um, you know, argument because clearly that doesn't really stand because Michaela was the, one of the most relevant people currently out there 
doing amazing things like chewing gum and what was the other show that she did on BBC Two? I think that was about um, um, the Rwandan dark, crisis. Dark something rising. Yeah. I watched that. I don't know if she was anything to do with writing or it. Yeah, but just, her acting yeah. was fantastic in it. So you know, in terms of relevancy, if the argument for relevancy was to stand, they would have offered her way more than mm-hmm. what they gave her. They would have been like okay, we're going to give you what we gave Amy Schumer, which I think was like probably, what, it was about five million, six million, I think they wanted to offer her. Um, yeah, so, you know, once again, Monique has proven time and time again that she's correct. Mm-hmm. She's correct. And yeah. you lot keep blasting her, and the only reason why you're doing it is because she's loud, she's fat, and she's black, and she's a mm-hmm. woman. And- sick of this you know this this bullshit we need to listen to black women when they talk hence why we have our podcast because <laughs> you're gonna listen to us <laughs> yeah. talk the sense. but no um just kind of bring it back round to Michaela. like i have to just give tip my hat to her like there's so many important themes within i may destroy you that i feel yeah. like you know it's time that we discuss and when i say we i feel like the black community um, there's a lot of things in there that we will consider tab- taboo. Yeah, there's so so there's sexual assault for starters. Yeah. There is um, consent. Uh, consent, yes. Yeah. There is um, homosexuality and homophobia. Yeah. Um, there is biphobia. Um, tackled yeah. in it. There is. Uh, yeah. What else will we say? There is even even in the kind of the homophobia um, line, there is also the racial element of that. Yeah. Um, and um, in terms of um, homosexuality, there is also just opening up to kind of show. Mm parts of the lifestyle surrounding it for young Londoners that maybe some generations don't know about, can't relate to, never knew existed. Yeah. Um, yeah. All that kind of stuff. So there's, there's, it's definitely multi-layered. Mental health, social media. um, Health, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, Oh, what was the cultural? Remember, I was telling you the last episode really took me out, just in regards to. Oh yes, yes, yes. The the, the older the, generations. The the relationship between older black men and older black women, your mums and dads, how they interacted with each other, and the things that they they did in order to keep a relationship. I'm just going to leave it just in case nobody has has watched it. Yeah. And like I said. I will be back to discuss the whole thing. Yeah. Once but that particular episode just really, that took me out. That one and obviously the throwback one to when they were younger. Oh, it that was, was an excellent episode. Yeah, it really was. Really, really well was. casted as well, I thought. Young, the younger uh, Michaela, the younger, sorry, what was Arabella Terry. and Terry. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was excellent. So, yes, for us, um, Michaela Cole is taking all the light this week, all the light um, for her talent, her skill, 
uh, her cheekbones, her melanin, yeah. her, just all of it. So yeah, we wanted to end on, on that note for her. And you know, once again, black women be killing it. Be um, killing it out here. We, we keep telling you, we keep telling you. <laughs> so yeah, and so it, that's been- To tell you until the penny drops, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's been us, two girls, this mic, this podcast. Listen, share, subscribe, like. Tell us what you want to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to get, I'm just going to get a picture of this one. So, strike a pose. Like, push my boobs up. (laughs) (laughs) I will fix my hair. Hang on. Because I'm just going to take this picture at some point. Okay, go on then. Okay. Right, let me try and even do two two pose. <laughs> Don't even give a girl warning. That's it. Okay, no, hold on. Oh, yeah, hold on. Come on. Are you taking one? Is can you put yours down, please? <laughs> oh, that's a really nice one. Specky four eyes. Okay. <laughs> you got me specky four eyes. <laughs> Okay, one, two, three. Wait, let me read my pillow. Sorry, you're getting on my nerves. You're actually getting right, on my nerves because this is this is actually staying in. <laughs> oh, do the leg again. Do the leg again. <laughs> you're so extra. Right, we're out. We're out. We're out. Definitely, right. this is it. See you later.